Blog Talk Radio. Oh, glory, glory. Well, praise the Lord. And welcome to LivesOfLivings.com here on BlogTalkRadio.com. <laughs> this is Pastor Steve Lee, and I'll be your host for the next hour or so. If you're listening to us via the simulcast during the 9 o'clock to 11 o'clock p.m. time slot here on Monday evenings, we're so glad to have you with us. If you're listening to us any other times during the week, please contact us here at LiveDeliverance.com and give us the times, the dates, and the locations or platforms that you're listening to us on. Although we would love to proliferate the airways, we must do it legally ethically, and in righteousness. If you hear any of our content through any other means, it is the result of Internet piracy and copyright infringement. And all those who participate in any Internet piracy can be prosecuted by federal agents. Now would be a good time, though, for you to go ahead and invite uh, your friends that they can join us here at uh, Blog Talk Radio or LiveDeliverance.com, and we will be able to just grow with them here on the broadcast. So having said all of that, now we can get down to the business of the kingdom. So go ahead and get a pen and some paper. And if you have any comments or questions at the, about the ministry tonight, when we get to the end of the broadcast, we'll give you an opportunity to ask those questions and make those comments. So now if you would join your hearts with me in a word of prayer as we sanctify our time together. Father, I ask you to speak to me so that I can hear. Awaken me the mind of Christ. Open my eyes that I might behold wondrous things out of your word. Breathe on me so that I can speak. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in my sight. Flow through me and cause me to move by your spirit. Let healing and deliverance break forth in this place and this time because of your word, your spirit, and your love. Live big in me. I now decrease so that you can increase. Holy Spirit, glorify Jesus in my life as I now share the living bread, the word of life. Jesus revealed to us the Father and draw us into his presence where there is fullness of joy. Heavenly Father, quiet our hearts and minds as we allow the peace of God to rule in our lives. Cause us to grow in the grace that has appeared unto all men as you teach us how we should live in this present world. May we now awake to righteousness and slumber no more by walking in the spirit and in the fullness of his grace. As we sojourn in the land of promise, going from faith to faith and from glory to glory. For you've made us more than conquerors in this life through Christ Jesus. So speak to our spirit and birth victory in our hearts and in our minds. In Jesus' name, I pray. <clears throat> well, beloved, uh, this is going to be a, a new series. Um, the supply and flow of your streams and rivers. The supply and flow of your rivers and streams. I think I'm saying it backwards, but okay. Uh, In Psalms 46, uh, verses 4 and 5, David wrote uh, some things uh, that would help us to to know that even in trouble, even in in places of where the enemy is trying to cause confusion, God has a promise that was already given to you. And let's read the whole thing of Psalms 46. 
it says that God is our refuge and strength. He's a very present help in trouble. Glory to God. So I, that, that helps me to understand that no matter what I'm going through, that my deliverance is only a breath away because he's a very present help in time of trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, Selah, here's your promise. Here's the thing that, that we know God has already established for us. He said, there is a river. The streams thereof make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved that right early. God shall help her, and that right early. This scripture gives us the understanding that God supplies the river, and we are to connect to that river, but we have to receive and maintain the flow. Okay? Uh, We've got to get our hearts to, to, to engage there. God, beloved, God is not your butler. He's a co-laborer with you. If you're not working, he can't work. Your work has to be to believe that there is a river. First thing that I'd like to show you is that the the river's already there. We don't have to create the river. We just need to know and have confidence that the river is there and that the river already has streams that would make glad the city of God, the place where God habitats, okay? And so, you know, we we, got to corral our thinking around that, that God is really looking for opportunities to bless you, to cause you to be victorious, to cause you to enjoy good at his hand, okay? So the first thing that, that, that we see here is that there is a river in place. Your supply is there. What we do with it, how we uh, uh, operate because of it, that's up to us. Okay? He said that that river was here, and the purpose of the river is to make glad the people or the city of God. It's supposed to, to cause joy to well up on the inside of you, flow out of your life. So then I would just ask you some questions here. If you find yourself murmuring and complaining, then you have not participated or connected to that river because it says that the river is going to have streams and the streams are to make glad the the, the, the city of God, the place where God abides. You know, uh, Fred Price had a uh, the, the theme for, for his uh, show, radio broadcast and television show was um, does your life have enough evidence? Do people know that you're connected to God by what comes out of your mouth? This is the flow that we want to talk about to get to understand. Okay? We we, we need to uh, say what God says. We, we need to allow his words to be in our mouth, perpetually in our mouth. You know, sometimes I've seen people that 
only operate in the realm of Christian principles when they're around Christian people. But Jesus told us to let our light so shine that men, he didn't say that church people, he said that men would see your good works and then they would have a conversation change. They would then talk about God. They would glorify God. See, we're in the last days, beloved. We're in the days of, 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 of that the world will be going through troubles, tribulations, and trials. And they need to look at the life that you're living and see that there is a difference. That's the way it's been all, all the time. The children of Israel were in Goshen. And the children of, of, of uh, that were Egypt, Egyptians, they, they saw all kinds of troubles happening. They saw fire coming from heaven, judgment falling upon them. They saw their firstborn dying. But the children of Israel were in the land of Goshen, and they was enjoying the presence of God. You had frogs and flies and lice in the, in the, in the camps of the Egyptians, but in the children of Israel's camp, they were sitting up there and, and waiting on the, the glory of God to, to cause them to be delivered. Trouble was all around them, but they didn't have to go through the trouble. I want to submit that to you, that in the year 2023, which is the year of abundance and overflow, that, that there can be trouble all around you, but you don't have to go through it. You don't have to participate in the things the devil is stirring up. Glory to God. God says this is the way it should happen, Psalms 23. I might be able to get back there. But the Bible says that in the presence of your enemies, God will prepare a table before you. So that tells me I don't have to eat the same meal I don't have to eat from the same table that people that are going through hell are eating. Because there is a river, the streams thereof are going to make glad the, 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 the place where God dwells, the city of God, the holy place. See? So I, I want to ask you some questions about that because the stream says it makes glad the city of God. And you says, he says, God is in the midst of that place, and she shall not be moved, speaking specifically about Israel, but you are spiritual Israel. And it says, God shall help her, and that right early. Let me ask you a question about that. Are any of the things that God created without a will, okay? Anything that God has created without a will, do they ever need help to operate? Nah, I don't think so. Gravity works all the time. The sun stays in its place, functions without interruption. The stars don't fall, they don't fail, because they don't have a will. We have a will, and we mess up stuff. We have to then understand how to cause that flow to continue to function in our lives. That becomes the question, see, because the river is there. He said there is a river. He didn't say there will be a river. He didn't say there used to be a river. He didn't say uh, there wanted to be a river. He said there is a river, see. I love that. That's perfect present tense, see. So then when we know that my answer is already here, 
then I should be, first of all, I should be glad because my answer is already here. Um, the way I see and understand that, because my answer is already here, I don't have to fight and or wait for my answer. I might need to understand my answer, but my answer is already here. There is a river. So the help that's probably needed here is going to have to be done on our part. Okay? So because God has set these things up, because he wants you to win every time, all the time. Uh, in, in, in the book of uh, Ephesians, it says that the church is supposed to display or make known the manifold wisdom of God to principalities, powers, dominions, and might. We're supposed to be able to show them what God said is the thing that's going to be, and it is going to be that thing in our life. It's going to be that thing today in our life. Okay? So the, the river's here. It, it, it's pre-designed to, with, with purpose to make you glad. That's his pre-designed flow he wants to have working in your life. If you don't locate the river or if you don't understand uh, the heart of God, then the promise might not be effective in your life, but that doesn't change the is of the promise because the promise says the river, there is a river. My joy has already been supplied. God is always the supply of the river. We must direct the flow of the river that we might need it in this area of our existence, this area of the frustration that's coming at us. See, we, we direct the flow. God just made sure that the river was there so that the streams, notice this, please, that he said that, that there were streams. Okay, well, that means that it, he doesn't just want to function in one area of your life and make that one area happy. He wants to make every area of your extremes. He wants to make every area of your life a blessing. Amen. See, so then when we begin to, to, to get that revelation, we won't think that, okay, uh, God did this for me, and so that's all I get. No, 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 no. Help, help me out. Just look at that. Psalm 50, 46. Uh, verse 4 said, there is a river and the streams with the nest. Maybe you should circle the word streams so that you begin to understand that, so that you begin to attach faith to that. that, that everything that you are ever faced with, your answer has already been sent to you. You know, that, 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 that's some things that, that we have to get. We need to find out where the flow interruption has been caused and it's going to always be on your side beloved because okay just again just reading the one scripture there is a river amen so you, you our job then would be to to regulate the flow of the streams we're not regulating the flow of the of the river okay just so that you get it see this is why God says things like he's made you more than a conqueror because you can determine the flow of it because your victory has already been given. You're more than a conqueror. See, you don't have to 
You shouldn't have to start going to figure out what to do. All you have to do is release the flow. There is a river, the streams whereof make glad the city of God. Okay? We see this from the very beginning. And I always remind you that the law of first mention, uh, we need to look at it, see it, understand it, and operate it in it. Whenever you see something in the Bible, it has already been uh, made subject to the law of first mention, which means if you see it once, it has to happen again because God is not uh, uh, the, the person that's going to change his mind about stuff. He said, he said, know this, hear this, O Israel, the Lord thy God changes not. I am the Lord thy God. I don't change. That's why you're not consumed. Why? Because I don't change. I do it exactly the same way. I might not use the same, uh, uh, the same path, but my, my, my purpose is for your victory. I, I'm not okay. I'm not. Uh, I'm not speaking to you, and then giving a promise to you so that you can decide that you want to be uh, frustrated or, or or having a hard work to get the thing to flow in your life. God's not going to do that. Jesus said, "When you take my yoke upon you, when you learn of me, you will find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, my burden is light." See, so when you see something in the word, then you you have the law of first mention that now should work through the situation that you're facing. And I did say that right. It works through it. Glory to God. God's word doesn't need to go over or around. Oh, God takes the shortcut, if you would. How about that? God takes the shortcut. He's going to go through your problem. He's not trying to teach you or train you how to go around it. That's kind of like the way that 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 we uh, uh, we learn things. You know, Jesus didn't want us to get that. He came very clearly in Mark chapter eleven and told us specifically that if there's something that's not flowing right, you speak to it and that thing will move. It didn't say you had to go around it. Come on, somebody help me. It says, if you would speak to this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, it would obey you. Notice God didn't want you going around. Amen. He wants you in the place that he planted you. Amen. He wanted you in that place. See? Okay. Listen at it. Listen at it. It, He said right here in Psalm 46, come on, come on. Verse 5 says, God is in the midst of her, and she shall not be moved. Why are we trying to work our way around problems, situations, and circumstances? Speak to them and they will move. Amen. Mountains, he said, that if you believe in your heart that what you say will come to pass, then you shall have what you say. So I speak to the mountain and the mountain has to move. The mountain will go and be cast into the sea. Okay, see, again, we're dealing with flow here. We're dealing with flow. So when the mountain is cast into the sea, that means that everything that the mountain intended is now controlled by the sea or the thing that it has been placed in. It can't just get to me. It's going to be placed into the sea. 
where all of the strength that I thought the mountain had is now surrounded by a greater strength. Come on, y'all. Look at that. The mountain now is cast into the sea. So then before, when the mountain was, was, was great big in front of me, now it goes into the sea, which is always bigger than a mountain. I don't care which mountain it is. He said that the mountain has to go into the sea. That tells me which is the greater, which is the bigger. So then what God just did, literally, is he just made your your problem smaller for you. He gave you the ability to look at your problem the way he sees your problem. Your problem is so small to him that he placed it into the greater. It's swallowed up by the greater. <laughs> See, I'm hoping that you grasp the concept here. Jesus was helping us with, with our vision. He was causing us to see it from his perspective. He says, if I can get you to talk right, if I can get your heart to be connected to me at the proper position, then you'll talk right because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if I can get your heart to, to, to be in the right position, then you will speak to your problem and your problem will become smaller than the place I'm giving you the authority to tell it to go to. Again, I'm just looking at the motion that he gave us there. You didn't have to move and the sea didn't have to move. The mountain had to move. The mountain had to become smaller in your sight than it was originally because you told the mountain to become small by being cast into that which is greater. Whew. I just said a mouthful right there. I mean, I, I'm looking at that picture and, and, and understanding that picture. See, that, that whatever you're facing, the reason that it's causing you issue is because you're looking at it from the wrong position. You're looking at it as if it's still bigger. But did it not say God is our refuge? God is our strength? He is a very present help in trouble. So that mountain that you just told to go into the sea is no longer going to be a very present trouble. You're going to change the scale of your problem. Come on, y'all. Let's just make it financial, okay? We'll just make it financial so we can look at it that way. God says the way I look at your challenge is, is that it's a small challenge to me because I'm going to overabundantly give you provision for that problem. Because God, wow, God doesn't just, he doesn't just meet one of your needs. He meets all of your needs. So that would help me understand that my need now became smaller than my all. Amen. Many are the, 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 many are the, the trouble that you say you're going through. Many are the persecutions that you say you're going through. Many are the persecutions of the righteous but the Lord shall deliver them out of them. Oh, yeah. See, he put my problem 
in the middle of all my provision. See, it's cast into the sea. It's cast into the midst of all. See, then when I, when I see it from that perspective, it's smaller now. That's what we need to do. It doesn't matter how big the situation is. If you have $100 and you have a $10 problem, your problem was just placed in all of the resource that you have. It was placed in the $100 answer. It was placed in the $1,000 answer. It was placed in the million-dollar answer. So your problem doesn't look so big now. You have a dime-sized problem because he put your problem in the answer of all. It should be cast into the, come on, y'all. I, I wasn't going to preach this, but I can see it. It's just right clear. He said it would be cast into the midst or the center of the sea. So then, he just isolated you from the problem. It's now in the center of the sea. You're on the shore. However big the sea of your all is, your problem was put in the center of the all. My God, my God. I mean, I, 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 I helped you to see how God views your problem. He views your problem so separated from you that it's, uh, it's removed by a sea. Glory to God. Come on, y'all. It's removed because it is now consumed in the God that shall supply all. He's going to deliver them out of them all. Many are the afflictions, but that's okay. All of your many afflictions, God just put them in the middle of all. I hope I painted that picture for you. See, because the Bible says that he knows how to deliver by many or by few. He knows no limits or no restraints. That tells me that my problem has just been consumed by the God of all. Okay? God's been doing this from the beginning. The law of first mention. Genesis chapter 8, chapter 2, excuse me. Genesis chapter 2, verses 8 through 15. We're going to look at that. Genesis chapter 2, <laughs> verses 8 through 15. Um, listen to something here. See, God's supply for your life is bigger than your need that you see. Take your time, write that one down. God's supply for your life is bigger is greater than the need that you see. Always will be. Here is a, a law first mentioned I wasn't even looking for, but there it is. It says in verse 8 of chapter 2 of the book of Genesis, and God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. Wait a minute. He said that God planted a garden, and the garden was eastward in Eden. He didn't say that the garden took up all of Eden. It was just eastward, or it was a sliver, if you would, of the, 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 the hole that God gave him. 
Because remember, when God gave the man his responsibility, he told the man to replenish the earth. He did not tell the man to replenish Eden. He told the man to replenish the earth. He gave man the whole earth, because the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. But he only put the garden eastward in Eden. It wasn't big enough to, to consume Eden. It was just in Eden, eastward. Your God is bigger than any problem that you would see. And he put you in an answer. Come on, y'all. He placed you in an answer that was bigger than any problem that you could see. That's why he had conversations with Abram, and he told him, look out now. Look to the east. Look to the west. Why? Because your answer is bigger than the thing that you're facing right now. See? I'm going to supply your needs based on my all. Not based on just what you see. Okay, just then you see that, that 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 the abundance of God is bigger than your problem. Please know that. I mean, you, maybe you should write that down. That the abundance of my God, the abundance of my God in the place that He planted me. I'll even go deeper. The abundance of my God in the place that I am is bigger than any problem that I can see. Wow. See, I'm giving you guaranteed victory out of the word of God. And the Lord planted a garden eastward in Eden. And there he put the man in whom he had formed. And out of the ground, the Lord God made to grow every tree that is pleasant to sight and good for food. The tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And here's God talking about that river. Watch this. And a river, circle a river, listen to what he's going to say. And a river went out of Eden to to water the garden. And from that place when it went out, it parted and became four heads. He's talking about abundance right here, right off the bat. There was a river, and that river parted and became four heads. Sources of supply. Okay? See, from Jump Street, God was trying to, the river gave you more than you needed just from the river because he's going to make the river divide into four or become four sources. Okay? And the name of the first river that that now became one that came out of the first river the name of the first one is Python, which compasses the whole land of Havilah, where there is gold. And he says not only was there gold, the gold of that land is good. Glory, glory, glory. So he's describing that good that should be in your life. Because that river, Python, which compassed the whole land, had gold, and it said, and the land had good gold, and there was bedillum and the onyx stone. So in that one, out of, out of that one connection, the, the, the land that this river touched, there was gold, there was the onyx stone, and a 
substance that was gummy that formed its own stones throughout time. I mean, goodness gracious, y'all. He sent three things that would be able to supply your needs because, he's, again, he's trying to show us that all is going to be your supply. Okay? I, I know we thought that, that, that all was my request. Okay? And let's think of it a little different. God is going to supply because of all. He's not trying to uh, delineate which ones you can have. He said, I'm going to give you what you need out of all. That helps me to think different, y'all. Uh, it helps me to, to think bigger, see, because I'm not just thinking that, you know, I'm, I'm, he barely got enough for me. If it is possible, y'all, that if God had to, that he can meet the need of everyone that has ever been on the planet for, and will ever be on the planet at the exact same time, and it wouldn't even tap the power that's in his baby finger. Okay, because he's meeting your need out of all. I mean, I hope you get this. They look at it from a different perspective. I know basically we said, my God is going to supply all my needs. That means whatever I bring to him, he's going to supply it because he, I'm thinking of me. God's showing his power from his perspective. He meets your needs out of all. All right says that the first the first river, which was named Python, encompassed the whole land of Havilah. And it said there was gold there, and the gold was good gold, and Bedellum and the onyx stone was in that same place of supply. So then, really, just, just so we get it, if, if we had gold, onyx stone, and other precious metals that are being formed by this gummy substance that was coming, one of them would meet the need that we have. He's meeting your need. Come on, just to see it there. He's meeting your need out of all. Not because of all that you ask, out of all. Mm-hmm. And it says, and if that wasn't enough, you still got three more rivers to deal with. <laughs> and uh, the name of the second river is Gihon. The same is that which compasses the whole land of Ethiopia. He didn't put the Garden of Eden in Ethiopia. Ethiopia was separate from that which was eastward of Eden. Because he's going to bring your supply out of all. <laughs> And the name of the third river was Hadekil, that is, which goeth towards the, the east of Assyria. Wait a minute, again. He says the garden was east of Eden, but there was some beyond Eden because this, is the, the, this river, Hadekil, goes towards the east of Assyria. I mean, do you get that? He, he keeps expanding our understanding so that we can then know that all things are possible to him that believes. How many things? He's not talking about things. He's talking about the place of your supply. All is what he's going to supply the things with from. 
It says, and, and th- that's the third river. And the fourth river is Euphrates. And the Lord took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to keep it, to dress it, to cause it to be the thing that, that, that speaks to the people that are there looking at the supply that God gave the man. The, the, the name of those four rivers, let me tell you what those names mean. They are important. Pison, the name means increase. The abundant supply of gold and precious stones increase. That's what the name of the river means. The second name, Gihon, means a bursting forth. It circles around, compasses the whole land. So then if if something is compassed, that means it's surrounded by, so whatever it is surrounding removes all lack and frustration because the bursting forth of this named river is what I'm looking for. Okay? The Hadekio is rapid which means the motion, something that's coming towards you, the invitation for you to go beyond. Okay? So so that, just so that you see, you hear that in the um, Deuteronomy chapter 28. You hear that going beyond because he said you'll be blessed in the city and beyond, blessed in the field and beyond, blessed coming in and beyond, blessed going out. So he says that he's trying to expand our thinking so that it will not just be for this little spot that I'm in now. God says, no, I want you to be, have motion that's rapid, okay, that that you don't have to wait 700 years for this because the blessings are trying to come up on you and they want to overtake you, motion, rapid. That which goes beyond. And the name Euphrates means fruitfulness. Or promised of God the power to overcome. Four heads out of one river, there is a river. The streams thereof may glad the place where God can abide the city of God. You are his dwelling place. And he just doesn't want you to know he's there. Come on. He wants to make you glad that he's there. And this is where God put the man. He put the man in supply that was greater than his need would ever be. Because the man was placed in, in the position of increase, a bursting forth, motion, rapid, and fruitfulness. This is what he did from Jump Street. And since he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, since he's the Lord that does not change, and that truth causes me not to be consumed, then whatever I'm facing, whatever I'm going through, I need to start thinking about him being a very present help in trouble. I need to understand that. See? I need to see that this is why he's caused me 
to be called by his name. Psalms 1 says it uh, uh, another way. Let's look at that one. Okay. I, I'm, I'm trying to, to build your faith to know that the God that's going to do in your life what's necessary is doing it from the position of all. Okay. It says Psalm 1, verse 1, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor seateth in the seat of the scornful. So the blessed man has to have a different heart position. He cannot walk in the counsel of the ungodly. He cannot walk with the words being concentrated on that ungodly people have placed before him. He, that's not the way. The, 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 the blessed man does not walk like that. Even though the blessed man sees confrontation, he walks in that which all provides. Okay? He does not stand in the way of sinners. Um, the first time I saw this scripture, God revealed to me that the blessed man is supposed to be a man of motion. When we first saw the man, the man was walking. Okay? He purposed not to walk the wrong way, but he was already moving. In him we live, in him we move, in him we have our being. The man was already moving. Then it says, this man doesn't stop moving because of the counsel of the, counsel of the ungodly, because the, the devil brings that counsel so that he can stop you from moving, because it says the blessed man does not stand in the way of sinners. He doesn't stand being doubtful. This man has purpose that what he's going to do is he's going to walk. He's going to move. He doesn't stand in the, in the way of sinners. And it says, this man doesn't sit down on a promise. He doesn't sit in the seat that was not made for him. I mean, how many times in our lives do you think we have been found to sit in a place God did not? God placed us and gave us a seat. He made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. But now we found ourselves through experiential uh, understanding, we found ourselves listening to the counsel of the ungodly, standing in the ways of doubt, unbelief, and frustration, and then sitting in the seat of the scornful. That's not where God wanted you to sit. He wants you to sit in the position of authority. He wants you to rule and to reign with him. Amen. You are that blessed man. It says, and in order to function as the blessed man, you have to delight in the law of the Lord. And you have to meditate in the law of the Lord day and night. So when you're a conscience, he wants you to meditate in the word of the Lord. 
He wants you to meditate in the word so much so that the conversations that you have in the night season, the dreams that God reveals to you and brings to you in the night season, he wants to amplify them, but he can't amplify them if you're sitting in the seat of the scornful. He cannot amplify them if you're standing in the place of the doubtful. If you're listening over and over to the counsel of men that are ungodly and thinking that's your portion of life, that cannot be. You are the blessed man. The first thing he said is this is the blessed man's lot. Blessed is the man that does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, that does not stand in the way of sinners, that does not sit in the seat of scornful people. This man, the blessed man, his job, his ability to function as the blessed man, it comes out of him delighting, not just visiting, beloved, but delighting in the law of the Lord. And he does that day and night. And then he says, this man, that is the blessed man, this man is like a tree that's planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The blessed man is like a man who's planted by rivers. Let me ask you a question. What happens when you have a convergence of rivers? You're going to have Overflow. All of the things that that would be underwater, they would be brought to the top. They would be made more clearly visible because of the currents that's stirring up the things that God wants to have flowing in your life. That that would represent, if you would, a, a, a bursting forth. That would represent fruitfulness, wouldn't it? That the merging of, of rivers causes the overflow, okay, causes a stirring, the blessings coming up on you and overtaking you, that every time you look out, all you see is the ability and opportunities to do what God said so that you can enjoy what God's saying. Hmm. If you, once you have a convergence of, of rivers, that causes the flood that would change the very landscape around the place of convergence. When, when rivers come together, then, then, then it changes the, 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 the perspective because it's going to change the landscape. Whenever you have a flood, the landscape just changed. Amen. See? So God is wanting you to see things differently. That's why he's causing this flood, so that you can have a different view of the landscape. You don't have to look out and think gloom and doom. You can look out with expectancy because that which was in the river now is going to be coming, uh, coming up so you can see it, and it can then move to the new shoreline. Okay? It's going to move to the place where you can enjoy it. Whatever standing in the way of progress, this flood of the convergence is going to move it out the way, change the landscape. 
That happens because of the motion or the rapidly moving uh, uh, river called Hedekiel. It's moving so that you can get things done quicker. Okay, we'll do that. Um, the shoreline that has been uh, uh, the product of a flood is going to be a shoreline that is more fertile or more soft so that you can do whatever the work is you need to do in the shore now or on the shore. Yeah, we live in Georgia, and Georgia has that red clay, and that red clay is hard. But see, God's going to change your landscape because of the flood, and when that happens, the, the, the landscape will now be more fertile, and it'll be softer, easier to till. My yoke is easy. Burden is light. See, God is in the midst of this river, making the, 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 the place where he abides glad. I'm glad I ain't got to work in this hard uh, uh, soil uh, that, that, that has not been fruitful before because God just agitated the soil. God just changed things by moving that which was in my way out of my way. He, he's, he's bringing, come on, here's a little, say it again. He's bringing my supply out of all. Why? Because all things work together for my good. Don't we know this? See, God's at work. He's changing the landscape, and he's bringing my supply out of all. The things that he's, he's, he's stirring up, he's bringing my supply out of all. See, he's not limiting my supply through all. He's bringing my supply out of all. That's just a different way of looking at it, okay? So whatever God is stirring up, he is causing all to work together for my good, okay? See, this is the promise that he said that, that all is going to be the place that, that, that he's working, and because he's working in all, I can expect all to now work for me. My supply comes out of all. It's not limiting, and I'm saying, okay, God's going to meet this need, that need, this need, and I'm going to call that all. That's not what he's doing. He's using all to give me my supply. Please look at it from that perspective. It, it still works. Hmm. One river would move things along. The second river added to the flow that's already established stirs things up. Then the third river added to the flow rearranges the landscape. And the fourth river that is added to the flow brings forth fruitfulness, the power to overcome. There is a river. The streams thereof make glad the city of God. See? He's wanting to do that. So then he brought the, 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 the four heads and caused the four heads to become your all, and he's going to bring your all is going to be the thing that causes your supply to come. Mm. See? It says that this, the blessed man is the man that's planted by rivers. 
This convergence is happening for them. We think that, 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 that well, that's true too. Uh, you do remember in John chapter 5 when the, um, the angel came and the angel troubled the water. And anyone that was the first one to step into the water that was troubled, that person was healed of whatsoever disease that he had. Well, God here is causing the troubling of the water so that you can be healed of whatever the devil has been putting in front of you. He's stirring up the water so that that which was uh, on the bottom comes to the top. The first river moves things along. The second river added to the flow, stirs things up. The third river added to the flow, rearranges the landscape. The fourth river added to the flow becomes fruitfulness and the power to overcome. God is in the midst of her, and he will help her, and that right early. See? And it says that this man, because he has an understanding of the law of first mention, that there is a river. And so this river is going to is going to add the things that I need in the flow that God has already started. The river is already there, and God's going to add to the flow what I need. He's going to bring increase, a bursting forth, rapid motion, and fruitfulness. He's going to the flow. The flow was already there. There is a river. See? And so then because I know that my flow or my supply is coming out of all, then my expectation becomes a whole lot greater. I, I can't be uh, disgusted and, and busted. I, I can't be because God is too busy stirring up the things I need for my life by the streams thereof that's going to make me glad. Okay? The, the year 2023, numerically, is the year of overflow and abundance. God's no longer just waiting for you in one place because the blessed man in the Old Testament had to be the man that was planted by the rivers. But God now is, is moving uh, things along, and he's causing you to be able to, 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 to be the portal that he's using. Turn to, um, turn to John. Well, no, I want you to look at this first. I want you to see this. I want you to see this. Uh, John, we're going to go to John chapter 7. But God is no longer waiting for you. We're going to have to probably go there. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, we'll do it this way. Uh, God is not no longer waiting for you in one place, but he's going to meet you where he wants the blessings to be seen by you, okay? He wants you to wake up in his provision. Four rivers, that means that every direction, north, south, east, and west, four rivers are going to stir up, and it compasses, notice this, they said that those rivers compass the whole land. See? So that means God is going to cause your provision to, to, to be seen where you are. Provision, the word pro means to, uh, uh, to, to do in advance. Okay? Pro. Uh, the, the word means to, to, to cause to be seen, to be shown, to proceed before, to foresee, pro Vide. I didn't even know that there was a word name that that was vide. 
I, I thought provide was the word. See, we speak in English and think in English and don't understand Hebrew and Greek because Hebrew and Greek, first of all, there's 26 letters in uh, 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 the alphabet, excuse me, of, a, of a 26 letters in the American alphabet. There are 22 uh, uh, alphabets in the uh, Hebrew language. And those 26 letters, they, words are made out of letters. And the letters are so powerful that the letters give us three things. They give us a picture image, okay? Every, every in Hebrew language, you're going to get a picture image, a definition, and a prophecy. Each, each one has that built into it. Okay, it has a picture image, a definition, and a prophecy. So then when you begin to speak the language, that's why it's the language where, where the, 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 the minister or the, the priest that's in that day, his job is to give you the revelation and understanding of the yes. That's his job to give you a revelation and understanding of the power of the yes. Oh, that blew me away when I saw that. Because all of the promises of God are yes and so be it. Amen. So then the minister's job was to give you an understanding and a revelation of the power of the yes. We stop a lot of times just at the definition. But each word has a definition, a picture, and a prophecy. The power of the yes. My God, my God. So we shouldn't just stop at because it was defined this way. What picture did it bring to your mind? Because the the um, the ancient um, the ancient scribes and, and, and the ancient people that took writing down, not just the scribes and the Pharisees, they were, they were people that took language seriously. They would understand that each word had a picture, a definition, and a prophecy. So if you stop just at the, at the one, then you didn't get the complete meaning of that word. You just got a picture. When I say to you, dog, there is a picture that comes to your mind. Yo, dog, if you got a dog. Big dog, if, you, if you've seen a dog. Small dog, there's a picture that comes with the word. See, but that's not all. Dog is then has a definition, a canine animal. See? then it has a prophetic meaning that if you irritate the dog, the dog will bite you. That's prophetic. If it's a dog that you know that you feed, then the dog is going to show you love. That's prophetic. Every word has that in the Hebrew. See? But that's not the way we learned language. We learned language based on just the definition alone. But that's not how it was originally intended. See? The provision that God gives you by promise, he's going to cause you to see, cause it to be known, cause you to perceive 
and foresee what was already provided for you. Provision means to think of beforehand. Did not Jesus tell us that? That your heavenly Father knows what things you have need of before you ask. Provision. He put, come on, come on, come on. I'm saying it over and over again. He put the, the, the things that you need in that which was spoken before you got here. Okay? He did that so that you would go to his word. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but he's supposed to live by that every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, that proceeded out of the mouth of God. We need to learn to pay just as much attention to what God said as we do to what God is saying because the word proceedeth means God is still saying something. See, every word has with it the definition, it has with it the picture, image, and the prophecy. See? When you begin to, to know that, then you will find out that you cannot be stalled, stopped, or hindered. Because every word that God has spoken has automatically in it a prophetic edge. So he didn't just send it to you so that you can feel good about it. He sent it to deliver. I I love that. I'm going to say it one more time. Go look at Psalms 107, verse 20. I want you to see this. I didn't catch this the first time, verse 225, 30, 40, 50, but I did see it finally, so thank God. Psalms 107, verse 20. And let's read it together. And we want to think about the the word that has the three components, okay? (laughs) It says, he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. I always quoted that he sent his word to do it. That's not what he said. He said he sent his word, and that word that he sent, Delivered, not will deliver, delivered. He sent his word and delivered. The word was the vehicle or the the, the mechanism that he used for the deliverance. It was not just sent to, it was already sent, being fulfilled. He sent his word and delivered. God's word will not return to him void but it will prosper in the thing where he sent it. It will accomplish that which he pleased. Why? Because he sent it with a purpose. He sent the word and delivered. Okay? Again, it's the same concept as that he's going to use all to meet your need instead of we trying to delineate what the need is and in some way trying to believe that God is going to give me that. No, he's using all to give me the thing that I requested. It's coming out of all. We, we, we call him the almighty God. So he's using the all that he is to cause me to experience the victory that he's already spoken. 
I'm saying it over and over, this way and that way, so that we can begin to think just a little bit different. See? He's using the all as my supply. Okay? Instead of me trying to take inventory by the all. Okay? I hope I hope they're making this clear to you. So he said he sent his word and delivered. It was already done. When the word left heaven, deliverance was already within it and completed. Don't you remember he said that he's the one that was and is and is to come? Notice it was a is in front of all of those. He's the God that was and is and is. See? So the same way he was then, he is now and will forever be. Why? Because he sent his word and delivered. He used all as the mechanism to get your promise to you. Maybe that will help us expand our thinking. Because we, we, we have come to the place where we try to inventory God rather than, I mean, where did it ever say do that? It said believe the Lord your God. It didn't say inventory your God, did it? But do you see how our mind has done that? Our mind has gone to inventory God. Well, he's going to do this, and he's going to do that, and he's going to do this. No, 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 no. He's doing all. He's of all. He's the God of all mercy, the God of all comfort. He's the God of all. So then that helps me to think that what God is going to use for whatever the situation is in my life, he's going to use all. Glory to God. See, that's not a a place of inventory. See? And he's doing that because he's already finished the work. The reason God can use all is because Jesus said it is finished. So then since it's finished, what's finished, Jesus? All. And now what you're going to use to get what I need in my life? I'm going to use all. (laughs) See, we we get to partner with God and bring his vision to pass, to allow his word to be fulfilled in and through our lives. Because his word is a word all. See, I, I, I'm going over this, you know, a different way every time to, to, to maybe help us to think differently. Because we're going through a, a season where the devil's going to try to lie to us because of what we see. Because we're going to see that, that we still think we got to get God to do this. That's what we're going to see. No, he's going to meet your need because of all. He empowers you to do all things. Come on, y'all. Hear that, hear that, hear that. He's empowering you. The Bible says, Philippians chapter 4, verse 13, you can do what? All things through Christ who strengthens me. So he opened up a pathway for you to do all things. Why? You're made in his image, after his likeness. Okay. So, I mean, basically, I'm, I'm trying to get you to hear the word all from a different perspective. 
See? Not for inventory. No longer use all as your inventory control. I would like for you to use all as your expectation meter. Because God is going to use all. He will use your enemy. Come on. Come on. He will use your enemy to cause the blessing that all is to be seen by you. Amen. He will use your failures to cause you to be able to enjoy the blessing that all is. Amen. I mean, just see, open up your thinking here. We've been using all as our inventory control. And, and it's bigger than that. We're going to live by every word. So we need to pay attention to what God is saying as well as what he has said. Why? Because that causes us to operate in all. See? He's that. That is the great love wherewith he loved us. That's the soul love that we hear about. That it doesn't matter what the enemy is, is trying to set up, how he's trying to stall us. We can't be stalled because God is using all to get us out of the thing. See? He knows how to deliver by many or by few because he's using all. They that know their God, they will be strong. They will do exploits. Why? Because they're understanding him as the God of all. See? It, it, it builds your faith because all of a sudden, this is what happens. I'm no longer limited by what I think. Ooh, that's even good, God. By what I think I need. I'm no longer limited by that. God is going to meet my need. He's going to use all to meet the need. And, and, and the reason why, come on, come on. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above. So he's going to, again, he's not doing that so that I can use it as inventory. See? He's using that to let me know that this is what God is causing to work for me. All. He's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all. He had to, okay, he had to utilize all as a beginning point, didn't he? He's able to do abundantly, above all. All was my beginning point. Is that correct? Because he's going to do exceedingly above all. Abundantly above all. All would then be my minimum. Is that correct? Help me understand. Maybe I'm, you know, I'm not saying it right. But he just made all my minimum. And we've made it our, our, our inventory control. Can't get no further than this. He starts at all. <laughs> there is a river. The streams there make glad the, the city of God. See, he starts beyond. That's provision. 
See, that's where he starts. He, he starts where I can't even conceive how it's going to work. He starts there according to the power that works in us. So I've got to have my understanding of all increased, don't I? Because if I don't have my understanding of all, then I'm going to limit him because I think that this is the, the inventory control all use of the word. See, and that's not what he's doing. He's inviting you to him. He's inviting you into him. And he is the almighty. The El Shaddai. That's more than enough. But in our thinking, we simply go to what's barely enough. That's where he starts, beloved. See? He's, he's wanting us. This is the way he thinks. He says that this is what's going to happen. That the knowledge of the glory of the Lord is going to cover the earth. Not just cover the city. He said it's going to cover the earth the same way the waters cover the sea. So he's wanting the understanding of all to be inclusive around through the world, that the knowledge of the glory of the Lord is going to cover the whole earth as the waters cover. You can't separate water from the sea. Can't separate it. He wants the wet and the water to be understood by us, that all means all, and he wants to start from all. See, those four rivers that came out of that one river, that was the, 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 the rivers of increase, bursting forth, rapid motion, and fruitfulness. He, he wants us to, to become accustomed to that flood that he's bringing, the, 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 the hymn that changes everything. Because he's going to, from all, supply the need that's in front of me. He's not going to make me count all. He's going to supply all. I know, y'all, I, 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 I just looked at it and saw it from a different perspective, and I wanted to, to give that to you so that as we are in this year increasing abundance, that we will then be able to, to do those things, those exploits, those that know their God will be strong and do exploits. We need to be able to do those exploits so that we can show forth the glory of God, give him the praise that's due his name. See, I, I, I want us to, to be able to enjoy that because he's the one that said that the latter is going to be greater than the former. See? And in order for that to happen on a routine, daily basis, we're going to have to dig into the God of all. Let him be the one that's really supplying my need by my all that he has. He's inviting me into that which he is. Your way or God's way? God's waiting on you, wanting you to, 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 to display the glory that has been revealed 
Arise, shine, he said, and your light will come, and the glory of the Lord is already risen upon you. He wants that displayed. He wants that uh, in manifestation so that people will then ask questions to you about how did this go. And you can say, well, I serve the God of all, and all is not by inventory control. All is by access to him. Did he not say that we would be able to receive of his fullness, grace for grace? That tells me that he's inviting me into all. Your way? Oh, God's way. God's waiting on you today. Father, we just bless you and we thank you for your word. Let the word marinate. In our, in our thinking, in our understanding, let the word uh, explode on the, the, the tapestry of our lives because it explodes on the tapestry of our heart so that we can enter into those things that you want us to fulfill in these days. You want to pour out of your spirit upon all the earth. So, Father, thank you that you're giving us revelations, building upon those revelations so that we can then display the glory that you deserve in the earth. Thank you, Father, for strengthening us. Thank you, Father, for causing us to be settled in that which you have spoken and that which you are speaking. We give you praise, sir. We give you glory and honor. Committing it to you as done. In the master's name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who is Lord and Savior and the redeemed of the Lord said together. Amen. Amen. Glory, 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 glory. <laughs> well, huh. As uh, we always say, I'll give you an opportunity to uh, make any comments about uh, the ministry. Any questions that you might have, uh, you can go ahead and ask those questions, and, and let's all grow together. Uh, area code 770-964-7501. Any questions or comments about the ministry tonight? You have the mic. 770-964-7501. Wow. Go ahead. Go ahead, my brother. I kind of hear you, but I don't hear I don't hear the whole thing. Any questions or comments about the ministry tonight? Okay, I'm not. I'm not. It might be trouble in the line. I I don't hear you. I'll come back. Um, area code four four five three six seventy eight twenty nine. You have the mic. Yes, I I enjoyed the ministry. Yes, I enjoyed the ministry, and uh, I did write down what you did say. Write down the abundance. I think I got it right. <laughs> I don't know where I put my book. The abundance of God. The yeah. abundance is greater than my problem. Yeah, yeah. I, I really yeah. like that. I wrote that down. I'll be meditating on that. Yeah. Yeah, that, that is so I promise you, I hadn't thought that till I said it. When I said it, I said, well, look at that. There it is. And it just really yes. was good to, to hear him confirm that. That's what he wants to do. He wants us to, yes. to utilize the abundance. Jesus said, I've come that you might have what? Life, and you might have life. that life more. Yes. Uh-huh. Abundantly. Abundantly, Abundantly yes. is greater than any need that you could ever present to it. Amen. Thank yes. you for being in the car, on the call and part of the ministry uh, tonight. Again, area code 770-964-7501. Any questions or comments about the ministry tonight? You have the mic, sir. Uh, 
I'm just grateful to be able to hear it. I've been ripping and running, so it's really good to get a chance to sit and just listen to the word and just be refreshed by it. So I really enjoyed it. Amen. Amen. Glad to have you on the call. And uh, the other people that were on the call, um, they kind of just, you know, forget that the way that, that we overcome is by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. So we, we're just giving you an opportunity to um, say what God now is in your life. And you can then live out that expectation because you have released it. Let the redeemed of the Lord mm, say so. So the testimony that you give, that's why we give you the opportunity. I'm not trying to be, I will not ever try to be the one that's always right and all that. I'm not going for that. What I'm going for is that we grow together so that, again, as I quoted the scripture, that the knowledge of the glory of the Lord will cover the whole earth as the waters cover the sea. And you have a portion of that glory to release. You have a portion of that glory to walk in. And so I'm just giving you an opportunity to release it by the words that you say. So that's, that's, that's what we're here for. That's what we're uh, about here at uh, com on, on the Monday evenings. So then I, I just tell you that as this has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would uh, then uh, be a blessing to us with your finances. If I sow spiritual things unto you, it's no uh, big deal that you should then sow out of your natural thing. So then you can go to livedeliverance.com, go to the website, and, and find the Donate tab. Then allow God to tell you what seed you should give, uh, plant here at LiveDeliverance.com. Those of you who are cyber members, we just thank you again for continually uh, allowing us to come into your homes and, 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 and the faithfulness that you display by your tithes and offerings. It keeps us here on the air so that we can have these type of discussions, so that we can dig deep into the Word to find out what God is expecting for us, for us and from us in these days. So just go to LiveDeliverance.com, find the Donate tab, and ask God, what um, seeds you should sow here. Also, we'd like for you to, to tell all your friends and, and the people in your sphere of influence how they can listen and participate in the broadcast here on Monday evenings. Uh, we come on at, at, at 9 o'clock in about an hour or so just to be able to, to find out what God is saying. Uh, make a revelation that Jesus is building his church on. Be alive in your season so that you can do the things that's required in uh, these last days. And until the next time we get together, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his shalom. Until next time, love y'all. Be blessed.